2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's program. How do we find good employees? That is the hot topic recently, not just in our industry, but across many industries, because there are so many companies out there offering better pay right now, benefits, really recruiting employees i'm like where was this when i was making seven dollars and 15 cents an hour at best burger man i thought that was big money back then mr producer that in a uh, golf caddy was my first jobs but nowadays folks looking for jobs they really have a lot to choose from with good benefits good pay and so how in the world do we compete with that Well, that is what we're going to tackle today with special guest, Cody Owen. And we're also going to talk about where do we find these employees? And Cody's been having a lot of success recently with Indeed and specifically doing some correct things on Indeed. And so he's going to share about that and what to avoid and really share some tips of how we can find and keep good employees. Today's episode is brought to you by Jobber. Jobber is the software I use to organize and manage my business From quoting a project to getting paid. I just got paid today twice, Mr. Producer, two invoices. It's always good to get the email from Jobber. You're paid and I absolutely love it. Just send off the invoice, customer pays, or perhaps you even have um, consistent uh, reoccurring services for customer. You can get their card on file and uh, charge that when agreed upon. So if you're looking to stay organized and scale your business, head on over to getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Maybe you're like, I can't remember that. Getjobber.com forward slash Paul. How would I ever remember that? Well, we got you covered as well, Mr. Producer. I'll put in today's show notes, the hyperlink to getjobber.com forward slash Paul. So without further ado, let's talk about how we can bind and keep good employees. Cody, give us a quick, a little bit of background. We had you on the program um, last week and uh, you used to be with uh, teamed up with Jonathan and, and the team down there in Dallas, Texas, correct?
1: Yes. Yeah. So I worked at Service Autopilot for, for about five years in uh, their support department and then the marketing department and just learned so much about the green industry, made a bunch of friends in the green industry. And so I wouldn't choose to work with any other group of people. Um, and so when I set out to do my own thing, I knew that I should work with the people that I already knew and liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's how everything got started at Lightspeed Social.
2: Cool. So you have experience in, you know, what we actually do in the lawn care industry, and you also are highly experienced in marketing. And so today you wanted to share about how hiring is actually an important component to marketing and sales and convincing the best employees why they should work for our company.
1: Yes. So I think that sort of a blind spot that a lot of lawn care and landscaping business owners, especially guys in their late 20s, early to mid thirties, you know, kind of starting a business in the wake of the recession in 2008, it was very much an employer's market, right? So Mm -hmm. you kind of had your pick of employees and, and really like, honestly, like lazy hiring methods worked. You could throw up a typo ridden post on Craigslist and find a few guys. And, Mm -hmm. you know, always you're going to have to go through some bad experiences in that, but you could find people in, in really easy ways, because it was much more, there were fewer jobs than there were candidates. Mm-hmm. And we're now, uh, this has been happening over the course of the time I've been working with the green industry, but it's especially pronounced in sort of the post-COVID period that we're in now, where there are far more jobs than there are candidates interested in them. And that means that we've shifted into an employee market employees are able to demand more pay, better benefits. And, and that post on Craigslist is not going to get people interested in your company anymore. And so what I am pushing people to, to do is a total mindset shift to like, treat this as the reality. This is the reality. Now employees are, we need them to run our businesses, right? So we need to find a way to meet them in the middle and and treat this as a sales environment. I'm selling employees on why they should work for my business, not I have a job and you need a job, so come on because there's three people that need them and one of them.
2: Right. So what are some of those selling points I can point out the the negative points of like I'm yeah. I'm in Atlanta. It gets hot here, man. June, July, August, it's 9:30 a.m. you're already dripping and sweating. So it's like You know, there's a bunch of negatives, so to speak. I mean, some guys are going to pretend they're not, but let's just face reality. It's getting someone to go out there and and mow and weed eat and blow in um, the climate that we have here in Atlanta. It's a challenge. So, what are the positive selling points to recruit good employees to our businesses from your perspective?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Houston, mowing mowing the lawn all summer. So I totally, yeah, not not a benefit to me. yeah. I mean, you have to think about what are the things that your current employees like about working for you? Come up with that list. Come up with the reasons why you wanted to be in lawn care in the first place. Mm-hmm. And how can you lean into those benefits? So if you are the kind of guy who makes sure that the crew has cold water, I know a lot of guys will will stop popsicles, mm-hmm. you know, just things can cut the negative of that heat and make it a place where it feels like we're a team. The boss cares about us. The boss is out here with us. If you're still in the field, Mm -hmm. Um, anything you can do to kind of cut the suck of the job. Mm -hmm. And then also think about why, because you're, I hear a lot of people say like, no one wants to work anymore. Well, I think as entrepreneurs, we all know that like the nine to five job didn't, Cut it for us, right? And that's why we own a business now. So we can sympathize with a lot of the things that people don't like about their job. They're the reasons why we started our businesses. So then, figure out how you can take some of those mm-hmm. and and get them to your employees. If you are like a micromanagey, really nitpicky sort of uh, sort of employer, think about how that drove you out of the places that you worked, because that's almost certainly. Uh, a large part of why people leave is kind of feeling like their work isn't valued. Their are uh, nothing they do is good enough. So look at those things that were pain points for you and try to remove them. Um, yeah. I'm not giving you a really specific example here because I think it's going to be different from right. business to business, team to team.
2: Right. So it, it is what you're saying with hiring employees is you're, you're trying to do the sales and marketing to them, not just the lawn care customer who's going to purchase the MoEdge Trimblow service, but we also need to cultivate a marketing and sales strategy, so to speak, to future employees.
1: Yes. So I think that the time of the kind of bullet pointed responsibilities job description Mm -hmm. is over. Um, And this is an opportunity for Lawn care and landscaping companies, I know that we always kind of lag behind technology and and trends. This is an opportunity to be at the forefront of this. Mm -hmm. Lawn care and landscaping companies exist in an incredibly competitive hiring market. Mm -hmm. And so this is the you're going to get the best bang for your buck for being an early adopter of writing job descriptions in a way that sells someone on working with your employee, working with your company. And make it, give them a taste of what it's like to work there in the job description. Don't write a super boring bullet point list. The worst thing that I see, because I'm on Indeed all the time now, uh, writing job descriptions and running hiring ads for companies, Mm -hmm. is I see these uh, job descriptions that are like a Dear John letter to all the employees that have hurt them before. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, don't apply if you show up late (laughs) or you don't wanna work. You know, all this like list of negative things. When I read that, I'm like, man, I I would never wanna work for this person. Like look what they've, all of their employees hate work so much. They hate being paid to be somewhere so much Mm -hmm. that they would rather not show up. Mm -hmm. So look at that sort of job description and think, would, would I want to work for this person? Read, read the job description back. And that is one of the things that we're doing right now is just editing people's job descriptions Mm -hmm. to make it be about the, the positives, selling the benefits of working for your company. And the number one benefit, and I know that like the corporate space doesn't want to hear this. Uh, I imagine a lot, you know, this is not something I necessarily want to hear as someone with, uh, employees, but, uh, Pay is the number one distinguishing benefit. If you pay better than every lawn care company in your market, you're going to get the cream of the crop employees. Mm -hmm. And that is like far and away, the number one thing you can do, paying someone a dollar an hour more than their last job will cover over a lot of culture problems. Wow! Because at the end of the day, employees are there to get paid Mm -hmm. and you're exchanging Just like when when you're looking at a deal for a new customer, Mm -hmm. you're looking at how can we get the maximum value out of this arrangement with this customer? That is what employees are looking to employers for. How do I get the best value out of being here? And they're in a position to demand it now.
2: Yeah. So pay better. And then, you know, how do we do we have to raise our prices on our our future Bids and, and customers, or how, how do we? Things are so tight right now in this industry, especially the lawn maintenance side of thing. You know, landscape enhancements, and you get into hardscaping. It's a little bit different of an animal, but how how do we have the money to pay more? What's kind of yeah. your thoughts on that? Because it sounds, of course, pay better. But yeah. I, I do consulting all day long, and I'm crunching numbers, and it's like we can't. Money is not magically going to appear to pay you know yeah. folks more. So what's your solution for having the money to pay better?
1: So to kind of throw back to our episode last week, anywhere that you can increase efficiency in the business is freeing up unbillable time to pay people better, to pay yourself better. And so really, really focusing on, is it, you know, Miss Jones has been with us for eight years and we love her, but it takes 20 minutes to drive out to her. We don't have any clients around her. Is it worth paying... For all of that time for somebody to get out there, for you to lose money on that job, like you have to take a good hard look at your books, at the map of your service areas, and figure out where it makes sense to still be, where you might need to pull back from, and concentrate your efforts on where you have the most density so that you're running the leanest, most efficient operation that you can.
2: That's really good. Before I forget, um, you had mentioned Indeed a few minutes ago. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experiences? You don't work for them, do you? you, you no, no, just I don't work
1: for Indeed. The,
2: what's your honest, uh, 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 honest thoughts on Indeed and, and maybe some of their competitors and where guys should be recruiting their employees?
1: Yeah. So we started running hiring ads through Indeed last year for a few clients in like a sort of a trial run Mm -hmm. of, of trying things out after having done some hiring ads with Facebook. Okay. And what I can tell you is like, the first thing is I would not put money as someone who the bulk of my business is doing Facebook ads. Mm -hmm. I would not put money behind hiring ads on Facebook. Okay. People are on Facebook to argue with their cousin, not to find a job. I just, I don't see the value in it. We've tried it for several clients that wanted it. And, and it's never worked out.
2: And if you miss that episode, when you do Facebook marketing, don't boost the post. That's wasting your money, too.
1: Yes. Boosting is definitely that is walking up to the roulette table and betting it all on black and nothing's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we've had a lot of success with Indeed. I have clients that have hired several employees through Indeed, I think the, the big benefit you get from any of the, the hiring platforms, Indeed is just the one that, that I work with, mm-hmm. um, is that people are there to look for a job. Mm-hmm. You're going to the warmest market. It's just like how AdWords is a really great place to spend money for landscaping ads mm-hmm. because people are literally typing in landscaping in my area, retaining wall in my area. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's the best place for that because it's a very hot market. Mm-hmm. And so with Indeed, you have people who are coming to a website that is specifically about finding a job. And so the, the value there is that they're getting the job seekers in one place. Um, and, and we've seen really great results with it. I would imagine that you know using a zip recruiter, using some of those other services, you just have to make sure that they have the users That are actually showing up there in your area and this could vary some from market to market, but right now indeed seems to be where I'm seeing the best results. Hey, Britt, where are we going to be at in June?
0: We are going to be in Nashville, Tennessee, of course.
1: My dear, what for?
0: Together on the trades. What's that? A summit for couples in business.
1: What's that mean?
0: It is a conference that we are putting on with Brian and Liz Fullerton. It is... For couples that are working with their spouses, and even if you don't work together like in your business, your spouse is still involved in your business, and they still deal with your emotions that you bring home every day or your stress level. So what we do- If did- I
1: go to this thing, do I just got to sit and listen to you goofballs talk the whole time?
0: No, we bring in people smarter than us to do some of the talking. Uh, we bring in marriage counselors, and we had an author last year who wrote books. This year, I think books we're gonna- about marriage. books about marriage, <laughs> not just random. <laughs> an books. author that wrote books, yeah. Uh, and this year, we're going to have someone come and talk about the Enneagram. So,
1: what is an Enneagram? I don't even know what the heck that is. It's
0: like a personality test, and it's so eerily correct that I had so those to- out there. No Enneagram is, you know. Check it out. And so, what number are you? What number am I? I'm a one, and I'm a three. There you go, folks. So, so check it out togetherintherades uh, togetherintherades the trades.com. Tickets are on sale now.
1: Awesome. We'll see you there.
2: That's very very helpful, Cody. I really appreciate that insight. So, what else can you tell us about finding the best employees and and recruiting them um, that we haven't covered so far?
1: Yeah, one thing that I have found really helpful that I before doing this uh, I would not have necessarily thought because when I've interviewed, um, it's never seemed like a good idea to me to like tell someone that I would consider getting in a fist fight in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Um, just not a thing that I've ever thought would be a good plan to get hired. Uh-huh. But we, we ask this question in our, uh, automated phone screening, which is a really good feature of indeed. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do this phone interview. It asks them three questions, records their responses. So then you can listen to it when you have time. Wow. Um, the, the third question in there is about like, tell us about a time that you, uh, you we're like in conflict with someone in the workplace, found someone difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you the number of grown men who have disqualified themselves from a position by by just like saying like, yeah, I was going to get in a fight with this guy at work. Like I was ready to to uh, bow up and take him outside. And it's like, that's not appropriate. You can't say that.
2: <laughs> What's the best story you heard?
1: Uh, I mean, the the guy who was like, this guy was uh, not doing a good job. He wasn't pulling his weight. And I, as a fellow employee thought that it was appropriate to tell him like, let's go outside and settle this. It's just like you, that's not like, that's a liability. If I listen to this interview and then I tell a client of mine to hire this guy and then he beats someone in the workplace, (sighs) like I'm going to get in trouble.
2: Yeah. So that's really smart. So you can program the three questions to kind of vet, before you even invest any of your time with the potential employees?
1: If I recall correctly, it is you, you can pick, there's like some default ones. And that conflict one is a default one. And Mm -hmm. I think it's super helpful. And then you can pick uh, from some other ones. I think that the reason that you're picking from a list is that it could be really easy to put a question in there that might ask about something that is not legal. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is important in the interview process to make sure that you're not Uh, you know, asking any question that could be a form of discrimination. If you're asking someone like, how many kids do you have? Like, are you going to be needing to pick up kids or be out because they're sick? Like that kind of thing is not, it's a big no, no. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is like a limited bank of questions you can pick from there.
2: That's really cool. What would your advice be, Cody? I just recently did a coaching call with a young man. He's looking to hire his first employee this year. He's uh, going to be a second year in the industry. Last year, he was just you know, kind of solo getting things together, but he's um, built up a nice route and he's got more work than he can handle. And he was asking me, what should I be looking for considering when hiring this first employee? What's your advice for that very first one for the guys listening that, you know, have been solo that want to grow? What's your advice for getting that first employee?
1: I would look for someone that you believe that you can trust. Because that first employee, the first person that you're handing off responsibility to has to be someone that you believe will do a good job. So in, in the interview, look for some honesty and some humility because you're not always going to be able to have eyes on this person, right? So you need to be able to trust them that if they, you know, mistakes are going to happen. And if they damage something on a client's property, you need to know that they're going to come to you with that. So I would look for someone in an interview there, who doesn't profess to be the best person at everything ever is maybe a little bit open about uh, a weakness um, and and like is is honest about who they are as a person. So this is not the person who comes in and tells you, I know everything backwards and forward about every piece of equipment. This is someone who tells you, like, yeah, I've, I've line trimmed some, but uh, like I could get better. Um, You're looking for a person who has a little bit of honesty, a little bit of humility, that's going to help them go far with your business.
2: Yeah. I had one guy one time was like, you, you know, have experience. Oh yeah. I know how to, you know, and I, and I, I mowed my yard. Yeah. And so we're out there and he's, I was, you know, doing other preliminaries with, um, edging and, and just other parts of the property. I had a three man crew and, and all he had to do is mow the front yard. It's very, it's like a big square. It's just dummy proof. Easiest you know what I mean? Could be. Yeah. And a uh, small, he just had a 30 inch mower and I'm looking and he's in the middle of it and he didn't have the blades engaged. He was just pushing the mower and uh, it wasn't even cutting anything. And he had his headphones on and I was like, bro, I was like, you're not, you know, you, you have to um, engage the blades. You have to cut the grass, not just push the mower over the grass. And uh, so, you know, people say they got experience, but they, maybe they don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it could very well be that he had a lot of experience with homeowner-grade equipment that you didn't have to engage the blades on. Like,
2: Yeah. Because there's uh, two, you, you have your self propel was in the front and then the blades was, you know, with your thumbs and he had the self propel going, but he wasn't, he just, he was just out there just pushing the mower without cutting He figured anything. out the way
1: to make it easier, but not the way to make yeah. it work. <laughs> so,
2: but I, I guess if, if, if he would have said, Hey, I, you know, I haven't really actually mode before, I could have been like, oh, well, I can show you, you know what I mean? But I just assumed because he, you know, sold me the moon that he knew how to use a 30 inch. I think it was the Torah. That
1: that first employee is going to be, if you have any hesitancy Mm -hmm. in trusting them, then it's going to be really hard to actually justify having the second employee, Mm -hmm. right? If it's like, well, I can't actually hand them the reins on anything. I have to keep it all. I have to do it then you're probably going to be paying a person to stand around a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the, the biggest thing is just make sure that that trust is there. I, for my first hire, I hired someone I knew. Um, I knew that Robert, if any clients are watching, you all have talked to Robert. I knew that Robert was a smart guy who was learning about writing copy and that he would be a good talent asset to, to have as he learned and grew. Um, but also I knew that I could trust him. We'd known each other for a long time. We'd worked on some, some projects together, uh, like totally unrelated to marketing. And I just knew that he would be a good ad to the company and he's a hundred percent remote. I don't know what he does all day, except that everything that I've ever asked him to do gets done, uh, very promptly.
2: That's fantastic. So what's your philosophy? We get asked this quite a bit with hiring friends and family. It could be a cousin or second cousin or, you know brother, f- f- friends and family. What, yeah. What's your philosophy, the good, bad, and the ugly? And the uh, obviously you operate that way. So what's some warnings yeah. or, or protections, guardrails, if you are going to go that route?
1: I would just make sure that you, and this is like general relationship advice, is to make sure that everybody has very clear expectations going in. Mm-hmm. And I have been at places that have had to let go a family member of someone in management because- there was a lot of, well, I can't get let go because I'm this person. Yeah. Um, and so just make sure that everybody knows that like, hey, we are here. You're like, you're here because you know me. But also like, you know, we're here to do a job. Mm-hmm. We're here to get things done. And I, I would just think about whether you would, everything you know about your brother, your cousin, whatever, everything you know about them, would you hire them if they were not family? You know, all this information about this person, would you trust them with your business, your reputation, your brand? And if the answer is no, then then them being your brother or your cousin or your, you know, your brother-in-law, whatever, shouldn't bring them in the door.
2: Yeah, that's that's very sound advice, Cody. I appreciate you sharing that. Is there anything we're missing with um this topic? I know it's a weighty topic, but is there anything else you had on your heart you wanted to share?
1: Well, I hope that I am hitting home with a lot of guys because I care about the green industry and I care about growth. And a lot of the attitudes that I see online, and I've joked with with other guys in the space about this, that sort of the attitude I see toward employees is, is why a lot of companies have so much trouble, so much extra trouble finding employees in an already hard market. Mm-hmm. Um, so just hopefully this is the kind of the tough love that, that you needed going into the spring here. That, that you'll take from this and, and make your company a place that doesn't resemble all the places you didn't want to work. Um, so that you're making the place that you're running, that, where you get to make all of the choices about how the workplace works, take that and make it a place that employees want to be and can see themselves long-term. Or you're going to be back having this problem again next year and the next year, and it's going to continue forever.
2: That's so good. I'm sitting here uh, taking all these notes, Cody. <laughs> Look, <laughs> so,
1: I love it. That's but, awesome.
2: Well, I, you know, I've I've made my share of mistakes in this um, arena, and so this is this is very helpful. Um, whatever stage of business you are, whether you're on employee one or or 100, um, this is very helpful. Now. Last week on the program, Cody, we had you on talking about Facebook ads, the do's, which would be call your company, the don'ts, which would be boost, (laughs) boosting a um, Facebook post. And so tell us a little bit more about what you guys uh, got going on and what you're doing for um, the, I know today we talked about getting employees, but what are you doing to help us get um, customers in the micro target area that we want to serve?
1: Yeah. So we, we offer Facebook ads to help you Grow your business, increase that route density. If you're thinking I can't afford to pay my employees more, we can help you fine-tune your marketing to grow in the places you need to grow to make it work. Mm-hmm. Right. But then also, what I want to tell you is that we have added a, a new service that we're like, we've we've rolled it out of beta into the real world. Mm-hmm. We are doing indeed ads for companies. Oh, wow. So we'll we'll take your existing. Uh, job descriptions, we'll rewrite them to be punchy and to be written as sales copy, to get people in the door so that it is not like every other Indeed job description they're looking at. We completely rewrite it. We do that initial screening for you. So we go through, we invite people who who look qualified to apply uh, if they've listed some, some landscaping relevant skills, if they are currently with a competitor, Uh, you know, indeed has all of that information for us. So we invite people to apply. We listen to those phone screeners. That's why I have been listening to all the stories of dudes telling me that they wanted to fight a guy in the workplace. Um, so we go through all of that and then we give a thumbs up for these people are ready to be interviewed. Uh, go ahead and reach out and schedule with them.
2: That's fantastic. And so. Uh, Mr. Producer, will put your link in today's show notes, the hyperlink. So you guys can just click on that and it will take you over to, to Cody's website um, and go ahead and share that URL again with us, Cody. It's the same one as as what you shared last week, correct?
1: Yes. Lightspeedsocialagency.com.
2: Okay. And what I appreciate about y'all is you realize in the power of podcasting because um, I saw yesterday you're on uh, Gary's showdown in Australia, down under.
1: Yeah, and the, the Aussie Lawn Stars.
2: Yeah. And so and, and the reason that I got you on the program because back to back, that's that's very rare because uh, Naylor uh, messaged me one day and he's like, dude, I got the perfect guy because Naylor and I have been before um, we ever had podcasts or, you know, a following or whatever. Naylor and I were just buddies, but we always would talk about route density and and would build our businesses with a very, fo- you know, um, intense focus on route density And then you come along and, you know, showed him that there's a better way to get those customers economically through the Facebook ads. And so that brought a lot of value. But um, anyway, I'm just complimenting that you, you understand podcasting because a lot of these companies and brands probably a year or two from now will be like, Hey, you know, let's, let's podcast, but you, you you're pioneering that. So I appreciate you making the rounds and and being a part Of of our community. We're all, what's cool is we're all friends. Um, the, the various other podcasters, um, we all chit chat and, and it's like a, a community of us. There's only, you know, maybe seven or 10 of us um, and we're all buddies. So it's it's cool. Yeah, to, it's it's anyone, cool to see you making the circuit.
1: Paul, you were on stage at the influencers live event at GIE, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. So it was cool to get to see all of the guys that like, oh, I've seen a video here. I've listened to a podcast here and kind of see all of y'all together on stage and be like, oh, they are like actually friends. <laughs> Oh
2: yeah. No, we're friends on air and off air. And, uh, well, what's cool about some of us like Caleb Wallman and Naylor and I, we, we were part of the influencer live. We were friends before we ever had podcasts. So mm-hmm. we just were like, man, uh, you know, Joe Rogan figured something out here with this podcasting thing. <laughs> <laughs> we, we should probably get on, uh, get on this bandwagon here before it's, um, you know how it goes. You, you want to be kind of first to, to get into some yeah, of these things. The
1: first your- one in your space to hit out on a new platform.
2: Yeah. So it's been really cool. Cause I remember an Instagram was getting hot. Caleb, Caleb's like, I think I should do this Instagram thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do Instagram. And then he blew up on Instagram. And then I was like, I'm going to try this podcasting thing. And so it's been a lot of fun, but I was just complimenting that you've been intentional to to put yourself in front of podcasters. And I hope you'll get rewarded as you guys are listening. Um, Take uh, the our URL to Cody's website for your um, Facebook marketing needs. And then your employees getting good employees on Indeed. And um, let's let's drum up some business for Cody.
1: Perfect. Yeah, we are, uh, you know, March, April are kind of our like peak times for onboarding. So, you know, because lawn care got to be sold in the spring. Right. So give give us a call, uh, shoot an email and I'll be happy to help you out.
2: Cool. Well, thanks again for your time, Cody. And I'll probably be hitting you up um, off air for uh, you should see my little studio right now. I, I got the lights. I got the camera. I got. Everything. I'm going to try to get this set up looking legit and uh, try to do the little Joe Rogan thing where he's got the video and then the clips and all that. So
1: yeah, yeah. Hit me <laughs> up if you need any help doing that. I'd be happy to help you out.
2: Cool. I appreciate it. And y'all, please give us a follow on the video platforms. If you've been listening to my show for any amount of time, you know I like to do things little by little. And that's because in the past, I used to bite off more than I can chew. A lot of us who are entrepreneurs and visionary, we can get these grand plans. And if we move too fast and without proper planning and and the right foundation and, and understanding, we can really make a mess of things. I have my hand raised. I've done it. So I like to move kind of slower and little by little. And I've had a lot of positive influences over the last couple of years, saying, "Paul, you need to be on YouTube more and on Instagram more and on um, the Facebook more." And it was just a challenge just to create a daily audio podcast. I mean, that was you know stretching my schedule as about as um, full as it could go with trying to bring you guys the best of the best in quality. And so we, you know, thankfully found a rhythm and a routine and, and have a. Um, nice directory of guests that have really brought a lot of value. And so I'm slowly but surely um, rolling out the video form. And so our YouTube channel is Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jameson. We also started a Facebook page. Uh, That uh, page is Green Industry Podcast. And then of course on Instagram, at Green Industry Podcast. And then it's just my personal name, Paul Jameson, over on the LinkedIn. So we're going to try to take each episode, uh, the video format of it, and put those on those platforms. And of course, the audio is going to stay the same on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or maybe you're even listening Jason Creole out there on Podbean. <laughs> so there's there's some other platforms. I don't even know the names, but we're, we're on pretty much all of them. So um, we really appreciate you guys listening and now you can watch. So give us some momentum there and despise not small beginnings. You know, we're going we're gonna to just get better as time rolls on here. And, and uh, one of the things I learned when you're making content you make the piece of content and then you can re-listen or watch and then just see, hey, how can I make it better? And we'll just try to really fine tune this thing and, and make each one a little bit better than the previous one. And then hopefully here we'll have some excellence in broadcasting, <laughs> or at least that is the goal. So we are trying folks. Hey, if you would like to know more about your numbers and really understand the direct labor, the equipment replacement costs, your operational expenses, the overhead it takes to run your business and maybe some things that you haven't even calculated into your pricing like marketing and um, other important parts of having a successful business. Check out our Know Your Numbers e-training program. We break down how you actually calculate. It's not just the formulas. I mean, we share why you need to understand these numbers and then the how-tos of actually calculating your break-even cost and establishing profitable man-hour rates uh, John Pajak teamed up with me on this project and uh, we're very, very proud of this content. I've personally taken bidding and estimating classes before with some very, very good professors and the class was eight hours long. And I was like, John, how can we condense? Because this information needs to be thorough to properly understand your how you pay your labor, how you you know replace equipment, plus plan to purchase future equipment, plus all of the operating expenses it takes to run our businesses. And how do you really calculate all that overhead? It, it takes some time to really go through each piece of equipment or potential equipment and come up with the correct break-even man hour rate. And then even um, adding your profit in there, your profitable man hour rate. And so anyway, we, we condensed it to where it's very thorough teaching, but it doesn't take eight hours. Um, it is multiple hours, but it's very condensed. And I think it will really help you to understand what it actually means to know your numbers how to pay yourself, how to pay your employees, and how to charge your customers the correct profitable price. It's all available at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. You can pick up the Know Your Numbers e-training today, and it's immediately available for you to download the video modules. I believe we have 14 of them up there, plus the pricing Pricing Matrix Spreadsheet as well. That's all available at the Resource Center at the Green Industry Podcast. Dot com. Thanks for listening to today's show. Make sure you take a look in the show notes for Cody's link, the link to the green street podcast dot com and anything else you heard on today's program. Mr. Producer will put those hyperlinks in the show notes. Have a great day. Smash that follow button. Hope to catch you on the next episode. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.